0: bound by books i am one of your hosts sherry hayes and we have a special episode for you uh we're actually going all four of us the hosts of this podcast are here together so i'd like to welcome tina moss daniel banister and mary and maria why don't you guys let- introduce yourselves and um we're going to talk about kind of like just give a brief of what we do tina why don't we start what do you
1: sure about what you write i'm tina moss i'm primarily a sci-fi romance author i also write paranormal romance that i have been dragged back into um by a surprise project which i can now announce and i'll do that later in the podcast but yeah hello everybody and welcome to 2023
2: all right danielle I am Danielle Bannister. I also write under Danny Bannister. I write uh, contemporary suspense and contemporary romance, uh, both both the soft and the sexy. I <laughs> kind of cover all the bases there. <laughs> if you like the lights on or off, I got you covered.
3: <laughs> She's Good. our theatrical queen. Oh,
2: yes,
0: she is. Yes, she is. Slave queen, that theater slay. Background.
3: Yes.
0: And Mary, I'm going to you
2: somewhere. <laughs>
3: Mary. Um, I write, uh, paranormal romantic fiction, paranormal romance, uh a little bit of urban fantasy romance, paranormal women's fiction. I'm going to be getting into cozy mysteries. So yeah, I don't have a lane that I stay in too often. And what are your pen so, men,
1: pen names, Marianne? Besides Mary my Maria? pen
3: names are uh, obviously Marianne Maria. Um, I write under Marianne Danbury. Okay. I also write under M.A. And then there is one yet to be determined <laughs> that is going to be coming for um, for historical fiction slash a little bit of historical romance. Wow. Fiction. So, haven't decided wow. yet. Thought I decided and then had a, a fellow author shoot it down because the name was too proper <laughs> try oh, to try wow. and mimic the way danielle does it <laughs> it's
2: too proper so i was like okay <laughs> you know what about you sherry introduce yourself what do you yeah write?
0: Uh, i write adult contemporary romance and media sim erotic romance so i i I'm a little, I, I'm not quite the span. I, I kind of where Danielle gets a little sweeter than I do, and I get a little spicier than yeah. Danielle does. So <laughs> yeah. between the two of us, you pretty much got You're the covered. whole gamut of spice covered that, in the nice. contemporary realm. And then if you want okay. paranormal or sci-fi, Tina we, and We uh, do Marietta pretty
1: much French run, the, run covered, all of the
2: yeah. genres. Yeah, Yeah. For a one-stop show. We do. Uh, for all your romance needs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we really, really do. Well, it is we're we're recording this podcast a little early, but this is going to uh, this episode is airing the first Monday in January, so it is a brand new year,
3: twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah.
0: This so- <laughs> is so hard to believe. It really is. It's like I'm sitting here going. Wrap your head around that, Sherry. It's it's new year. You got it. We're already in 2023. It just seems... I mean, I've been... Pub- my first book published in 2010. And I know a lot wow. of us kind yeah. of started around yeah, that yeah. same time frame. Yeah. It is so hard to believe that my first book published, yep.
2: you know, so long ago. Time I mean, is an and illusion. How, and how it's, much things have changed since yes. then. And yes. how we have grown as writers. How the industry has changed. Just from last year to this year, there's been huge shifts in the market, and yep. I would say uh, probably our personal mm-hmm. growth and what we've learned about each other. So that kind of felt like a, a, a something. To Let's sort see. Of lift up. What,
0: what What did Dan? What did Danielle learn in <laughs> 2022? Could it be
2: stay <laughs> in your lane? Shut <laughs> up! Shut <laughs> up! Stop. just because I wrote in eight genres. Prior to 2022. Does oh, that mean? sweetie,
3: I am I'm running a close second to you. So yeah, you know, and I had to have my my wrist slapped in in the in the in 2021. Highway, so
1: we're getting there. We're getting yeah. there. Yeah, but Danielle, this has to be like your glory time of year, the the planners' time of year, the beginning, yes. the kickoff. Like, how does it feel? I
2: love this time of year, and in a future podcast. Sharon and I are going to talk all about planning your writing year. So Mm -hmm. be ready for that. I I adore this time. I sit down and I just plot and plan.
1: Yeah, I think that's next week For the time this goes out. You're going to have the planning podcast next week coming. So that's awesome.
0: So yeah, and this and it will be interesting to see how it compares and contrasts between my planning and her planning. Yes. Because Danielle is so- such <laughs> a detailed planner and I'm more kind of like, here's my plan. Right. So,
2: but that 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 can work for anybody, right? So you've got to can. just kind of figure out what type of a, a planner you are. Do you need to know, know everything or do you need just big directions? And I exactly. think we'll be able to help either way.
3: Yeah. Sometimes old habits die hard. Oh, yes. You know.
0: Oh, yes. 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 So let's let's start with uh, I've got my notebooks 20... back. Did you? I, <laughs> I still have my planner, those. which yep. is great. All right. But, um,
3: <laughs> you know, I sat down yesterday because, as you know, and Tina, you may if you want to announce the good news for me, for, you can announce it, um, you know, or do you want me to do it? You can go for it. OK, um, I have a first in series of a story that is kind of a cross between high high fantasy that's that also skirts contemporary um called uh, leap of fay that was mm-hmm. uh, signed to city owl and is going to go out on the yonder webtoons platform for i i, I think it's going to be the first the first um installment of the last twenty twenty two books that are going that that were being that are being included. So it'll be in the first part of twenty twenty three. So um really really happy yeah. about that, you know, got a nice little nice little surprise. So you stay on track is what you're saying. Oh yeah. Well that's why I brought up the notebooks because you know, with the, the, you know, the seasonal darkness coming at four o'clock in the afternoon, you know, my office yeah. becomes like a, you know, a gloomy cave, you know, yeah. and I have this, this all the, the the light that I have above my desk. It's like one of those, where were you on the night of, you know, that type, <laughs> that type of a, a light. So I've been writing longhand and I have to tell mm. you four chapters in, in one afternoon, just boom, 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 boom. Wow. It's like I, you know, of course I used an eraser down to then the Then do nub, you dictate
2: but... the notes? back or do you um no no because
3: some of them are some of them are full-fledged scenes and some of them are just like kind of notes to myself okay I need to do this need to do this need to do this and then I kind of flesh it out when I sit down at the computer and I kind of trans you know transcribe everything um and then it gets even it it gets even fuller you know the scenes get even richer because then I'm actually you know actually as I'm typing I'm channeling where I am but it's great because then as I'm as I'm I'm writing this longhand I skip a couple of pages and I'm like okay this will be good for this chapter and this will be good for that chapter so it's almost like I'm writing asynchronously you know which I really don't I've really never done before so it's kind of been interesting but it's been fun it's been a lot of fun (laughs) you know and of course Uh, i had to look stuff up and you know then that puts us in research mode which is even better you know so i'm super psyched
1: since you announced i'm gonna say um danielle i think yours is actually coming out first i think marianne i think yours and i are coming out the end of this month the end of january so go ahead and tell (laughs) What's what's yours going on the yonder app
2: yeah tell us about yours uh, um mine is is romance uh shocker to no one um it's called a single step and it's roughly about a uh a, a, an office cubicle worker who gets invited to uh the mansion of her ceo uh boss and she thinks she's getting fired she thinks she's gonna go and get fired because she's she's gonna fuck up and she's, you know she's one of those you know <laughs> Does it not maybe the greatest at her job, but, you know, doing her best, you know, struggling to get by. And uh, no, uh, the CEO woman actually wants her to marry her, her son. Um, has Marriage of convenience. and So awesome. it, it's like a, an, an insta sort of uh, what now, you know, so. It's a fun ride. yeah.
1: (laughs) And these are all stories that are exclusive to the Yonder app. So if you're familiar with Webtoons, um, this is their new reading app called Yonder. You can get it on all the platforms. And uh, my story is coming out end of January. It's called Untamed Heart. It's, it started out contemporary romance, but it had so much werewolf vibes. I'm like, I'm not a contemporary writer. I need to shift this to paranormal romance. So that's what we did. It takes place on a big ranch in Montana. So it's got a bit of the Yellowstone vibes. If, uh, you know, there was a wolf pack involved.
2: Right. That's exciting. <laughs> and a lot of romance. Cool. A lot of steam. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, now, oh, we just gotta get Sherry and then that's we'll right. have the four. Yes. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> Sherry has trouble getting her own stuff out, yeah. let alone so doing should...
3: anything extra. That's well, this would right. still be yours. You're still gonna own it. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: But yeah, I think I that's just... a really good thing for 2023 yeah. to think about is like how, again, we always talk about diversifying. So when I hit up all of the girls with saying, hey, do you have any stories that you don't have plans for that you have on your hard drive that you can maybe expand on? um, we, we talked about it and they did. So we're like, well, they're, they're not in your current plan, but maybe we could shift them to go exclusive on this app and have a completely different opportunity. So my goal for 2023 for, for city Al and for myself is like diversification and different revenue streams and thinking about how to take and being the open to those
2: possibilities that might come down yeah. the line. Because like for my story, it was in the works, but not, until late 2023. So I mm-hmm. had several drafts of it done, but it wasn't on my like front burner. It was a low burner when there was time to, to, but then this opportunity comes and then you go, okay, well, we're, we're taking this one off the front burner. And, you know, <laughs> so being flexible and, and, and being able to do right. that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it goals. was just
3: kind of the same for, I mean, I had the first, what, 16,600 words written, which was mm-hmm. roughly, roughly six seven chapters and you know it just kind of sat there doing nothing and I didn't even real, I didn't even remember that I had it and when Tina said <laughs> hey you got anything that's on? I was like wow well, oh wait a minute yeah but I have to finish it and she's <laughs> like is that a problem I'm like no, yeah. <laughs> no. well and you kind no. of and you kind of
0: it worked really worked out really well for you Marianne because you were kind of in a lull Yes. um writing wise because you've had yes. a lot of stuff going on um yes. in 2022
1: so yes. bad year bad this year was,
0: yeah so this was i think kind of the kick in the pants you needed to get your writing vibe back
3: yeah kick in the pants maybe more around kick kick from the front
2: oh <laughs> <Aww. laughs> Hopefully well, that's a good thing to, to think about, though, too. In the girl's that,
3: jewels <laughs> to get me going again.
2: <laughs> sometimes, like, so- life events like this happen in our lives, these personal events that we haven't planned for. Nobody, you know, plans for these big life moments to happen. And how does that alter the, you know, the professional goals that you've set for yourself? Does it completely throw you off track and then you're just flailing for a while or can you pull it together and figure out a way to get back on track? I mean, in, until something like that happens to you, you know, y- you don't know how you're going to respond. So no, yeah. you
3: don't. i yeah. I mean, I have an author friend of mine, um, an author acquaintance friend of mine who I reached out after my dad passed um, because her dad passed shortly thereafter. And um, mm-hmm. but she was on the verge of hitting New York um, you know, like the New York big five okay. back Ultra then. Trade. Um mm-hmm. and uh they would they were courting her very, very aggressively. Wow. Um and we're talking like this is like 10, 12 years ago. And her mom passed. And when her mom passed, I mean it was like it was like the the bottom dropped out of her world, yeah. even though yeah. she still had her dad. So those um those aspirations for New York kind of went Sure. by way of of uh, you know they kind of fell to the side because she just wasn't able to um to get that way um to, you know to to follow that dream she just doesn't mm-hmm. have the wherewithal and then for me you know with everything that happened in 2022 culminating with my dad passing at the you know at, at in August I did go into this kind of hi- you know um hibernation state you know mm-hmm. where we just kind of regrouping but Having you guys, the you know the three of you, and keeping up with our podcast and you know ch- you know keeping keeping myself even with just a couple of toes in the writing pool and then talking to you it was it it, it was easier for me not to just completely wall myself off and have and lose years yeah I and mean, i'm I'm lucky that I only lost a couple of months, you know mm-hmm. um well you know three or four months and now I'm back you know you know now I'm kind of I'm back. You know, <laughs> another
2: reason that so, an author yeah. community is so important because yes. this is such a solitary sort of career mm-hmm. that it's so easy to not sort of hold yourself accountable and to be like okay but if you've got a group of people rallying going hey what's up you know how can we yep. how can we lift you up have you written anything today you know just kind of checking in with you right um, yep it, it can remind you like oh yeah I, i'm still a writer i still yeah this grief people. doesn't consume me i i can you know i can still yep. do the things that and that we I talk
1: a do. lot about like the power of networking and i completely you know believe in that and it's really important to have contacts within the industry to make connections with business partners especially for me you know owning a small press but it's also extremely important and i think just not talked about enough, having an author community, having an author group, mm-hmm. people that you can consistently turn to and say, who understand what it's like to be in this career, because let's face it, being in a creative career, right? Like this, there's, it's not the usual path for a lot of people and and most yeah. people don't have necessarily those close connections in their lives so getting you know your your pod your group your community consistently and just talking to them and and having somebody that understands what you're going through i think is so important and so valuable especially cuz like danielle said you know it can be a very lonely isolating job so that's yeah. it's super important
0: Power yeah, having power. having that. Yeah, having that. Uh, having everything. Having people that you can, like you said, talk to that you that understand that yes. it is creative because it's not the same as having an office job. It's not the same as having a skilled trades job where you're physically, you know, putting widgets together or you know just sitting there kind of doing data entry. It's not the same thing. It takes a lot of mental energy and it mm-hmm. takes a lot of focus and creativity does have to come from somewhere. And if your well is dry, you know, if that yep. emotional well is just tapped out.
1: Yep. Pouring it, yeah. from an empty
3: cup.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't work. Yeah. And, and, you know, and-
1: it's funny. You said, uh, Marianne, you always talk about the muse. And I just saw um, one of the, one of my writer friends on TikTok Charlie Nottingham was talking about this Bay creature in Irish folklore who is a muse I forget the Irish name for the Gaelic name for it um who actually like gives you know the creatives all of the ideas and energy and whatnot but in return sucks out the life force of oh. the artist and I was like yeah, oh the fair, that definitely the fair, resonates
3: the fair definitely uh <laughs> at least according to all the the lore that I've read they're they're beautiful and ethereal, kind of like, you know, that they mesmerize and um, but yet at the same time, there's even as that, you know, they call them the shining ones, you know, that, that, they you know, especially the Sealy that they are, but there's a dark side, you right. know, it's almost like, you know, like, like also with the, you know, like with, like with gins, you know, to gins, you will, mm-hmm. however you pronounce like genies you know, they, they give you your wishes, but the wishes are meant to teach lessons. And they usually, if you ask for something, they twist it. So you don't get what you want. You know, you ask, Oh, I would like to be 20 pounds lighter. Well, then you could be in an accident, lose both legs. Yeah. You're 20 pounds lighter, but that's not what you wanted. You know, that type (laughs) of a thing. So, but but you know, it was
1: so poignant though, like with the idea of like getting these, these things. And in return, it sucks your energy because like, like Sherry was just saying from a, mental health perspective, it takes a lot of mental energy to create. And so you yeah. really have to like, okay. again, fill your cup and make sure that you're being the proper self-care and not in just a flippant way, but in like a real positive, um, physical and mental experience. Cause it's draining. And, and I, Creating is I draining. Think it,
3: in, in, in terms of like having your community, it doesn't have to be a very large community. Like, look at us, there's four of us. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I think it has to be the right people because, you know, let's face it, creatives, especially when it comes to their work. And, you know, and not, there's, a, there's, a, there's a modicum of ego that's involved oh. in being a, a creative, whether you're a, a writer or you're a, mm-hmm. you know, a, 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 a painter or a sculptor or a musician or whatever. There's a modicum of ego to be able to think that you are, you have enough talent to be able to put it out there and have people love you and fawn over you and so forth. And, and let's pay face for it. Your can, stuff. And yes. pay for your stuff. Right. So, you know, it, it can be having a community can be a double edged sword. You know, yeah. you can have people who want to get together and do nothing but talk craft, which is great. But if you're not at the same caliber as they are, and you ask a question that's a quote unquote newbie question, you'll get an answer. But then they may just throw links at you and basically say, uh, "Look it up." You know, that type right. of a thing. Um, or you you know you have people where who they they kind of close ranks. And they they don't share the love. They don't share the mm-hmm. information. They don't give you the re, you know the, the 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 links to resources or even tell you about resources. So you have to be really careful about who you're going, who you're joining forces with to kind of help right. you fill that well, you know, because there because the, the ego does get in the way and it can yeah. become. I mean, I'm I'm speaking from experience for myself yeah. where I have been with people who don't want to share, you know, information cool. that they've gleaned over the years and so forth and. That has not been my experience with you three. And mm-hmm. it has not been my experience with some of my other, with my other author friends. I know who I can go to, who will, who will share files with me, who'll give me information if I need it and want. And I know who I go to and ask about something and have them go, oh yeah, well, she's not taking, you know, she's not taking on any any more work without even giving me the opportunity and the, and the, the contact information to call somebody. And I'm speaking about, like um, I wanted somebody who was going to do um translations for another, right. you know, into another language or editors and so forth. If somebody's got a really good editor, they don't want to share the love. You know, they don't want to get, yeah. you know, it's almost like it's like, what what you think I'm gonna take away from you if I make an inquiry? I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, so you have that's what I'm saying. Just make sure that you approach but be careful about who you're looking to, to help you fill that creative well, because you could have somebody who's who maybe doesn't do it intentionally, but there is an, an element of sabotage. They're a little selfish
2: there. with the information. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: yeah it, it, and it's interesting because on the whole, the author community is usually pretty open and generous has been my experience, but yeah, there is, well, there's the two different, like you said, there's the two different thing. There are, there are the few, there are the handful of people who are very selfish and don't yep. want to give out the information. Um, but then there's the difference between the 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 newbies, the mid-listers and right. the, you know, six-figure authors mm-hmm. um, that, you know, if you, sometimes the mid-listers can understand, I mean, they may not be able to completely relate to the six-figure authors, but they have enough experience in the industry that they can you know that they can understand it or at least take the information and translate it to something mm-hmm. that works for them but and and vice versa it kind of tends to be. Really, so midlist kind of is really the most versatile area to be in which mm-hmm. luckily that's where the most of
1: us Majority, are which is I yeah. think
0: why the the not being afraid to to share information is is really prevalent because there's a lot of midlist authors um that fall on there but you do you don't come in with a really big gap when you have like a six figure author paired with a newbie author because there's a lot of things that a six figure author will talk about from their experience that is going to be completely foreign yes. to a newbie author and it's yeah. not it's going to be very hard for them to translate that and really conversely vice versa because there are things that a newbie author may encounter problems that a six figure author is not going to understand because right. they have
2: people they have right, a right. PA or, or you know those assistants. issues didn't exist when they first started out you know what I mean so right the the, the, the difference in time can can be a factor like you, you, the problems that authors today are facing are not the same problems that we faced when <laughs> we started right, right. well if you know you have the
0: readership it's different you know if you've yeah. already built the readership it, it you know it's not the same as starting from scratch and having to build a brand new readership it's just not I mean the way it was pub when I published my first book in 2010 it, it even published just publishing but if I was starting out now versus 2010 it's totally
3: different yeah totally yeah. different when we were talking when we were pick- pulling clips for our best of best of 2022 mm-hmm. I had gone back to my interview with Sherilyn Kenyon and we were talking about how things have changed um, because she's got 40 years of writing under her belt. And I was, when I, she's my Mm -hmm. age and I'm thinking Mm -hmm. to myself, holy. (laughs) It's a long time. 40 years writing. And I I thought it was a lot for (laughs) for us to be, you know, looking at, you know, 10, 12 years, Mm -hmm. 40 years. And uh, she was saying that, you know, that, you know, the propagated myths about writing, you know, the difference between indie and trad and how, you know, Whatnot and and I said yeah I said the one of the the one of the myths that I had bought into for a long time was that if you were trad pubbed that you had. You know, like, and I'm not talking about, I'm talking about like the, like the big five that are in New York, Mm -hmm. you know, that they would just hand you an army of people to to (laughs) do all the work for you. You know, you just had to concentrate on writing. Boy, that would be nice, nice, wouldn't it? it? Sherry, (laughs) Sherilyn cackled, I mean, cackled at that, you know, because it's like, yeah, no,
1: (laughs) even back then. Yeah, no. (laughs) No. So yeah, makes you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think also because I work with debut authors all the time, like regularly. And my biggest issue um, when speaking with them is I don't remember what I didn't know at the time of being a debut author. Like there's so much to learn about publishing. There's so much information that I can I can give a debut author, but like I don't know what they don't know. I don't know what they know it's it's so that's sometimes difficult too from being you know around and in the industry for so long it's like when you try to put yourself in that mindset of being a beginner author it's like oh it can be very overwhelming and daunting because there is so much information that we've learned over a decade or two so it's it's challenging in that respect too so I could understand you know the if For example, Marianne, you mentioned like a a debut author might ask a midlister a question and the midlister might send them a link. I can absolutely see myself doing that. Because again, yeah. it's like, yep, I've answered this fifty times. Here you go. Here's the answer. No, on no, I'm report. not.
3: I'm sending the link. Is great. <laughs> I want people to send the links. I'm talking about somebody who's like, yeah, no, I'm not even going to bother with the that not question. Not sharing. Book it up yourself. You yeah. know that type of a yeah. thing. And the especially the
1: information that's really bothersome to me. Like yeah. that's a personal mm-hmm. pet peeve of mine when people like hoard information. Um, I get it from uh from one standpoint because unfortunately, rather recently, I've had a, a sci-fi romance author who I really enjoy come out and is is a drama free type of person and unfortunately had to call out a bad apple uh, another author who was who's copying her who's very blatant copying like going after all of her artists all of her narrators her editors like just like a step one to step ten kind of thing trying to basically be emulate this other author which is
3: single white female
1: (laughs) yeah it's 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 very stalkerish behavior it's very uncomfortable and she was kind and gave out this information and now is paying the price for it so i can see the flip side of it too it's a rare occurrence that that happens but i do get the other side of it um but just in general not sharing information is usually like in my opinion frowned upon it's not Like, you know, it's not something we're going to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. wow, isn't it great that that author never shares anything? Isn't it? So don't we just Mm -hmm. want to buy all of their books? No, it's. But I
0: I think I think it's a difference between uh, and it sounds like what happened with that author was that the person they gave the information to is like they gave them very specific information like, you know, I use this cover designer and I use this editor and I use this, I do this type of promotion uh, for, you know, in this way. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas most, most experienced authors, whether it's mid list or six figure, when they're trying to help another author um, newbie or not, it's usually more guidance information, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like, you know, go to these group, this group and, you know, find out, you know, find out, you know, get some suggestions on editors or cover designers. There's nothing wrong with doing the
2: legwork, right? I mean, we do as authors need to do the legwork. We're not asking to be handed a finished plan, start to finish that you spent your whole life curating give me step a to step b
1: that, right, right. that
2: feels icky if somebody is like tell me exactly what you did well i put yeah. in a lot of work you should too but here yeah. are some places you right can start. and also right. just
1: kind of like doing it in a way that was um you know clear that they were they like they didn't just like i wouldn't just go to another author and they're like oh give me the step one to step 10 plan they did it in such a way that it wasn't obvious what they were doing until it was too late but also things like you know Not giving credit to your cover designer in your copyright page, um, or your editor, or whatever I've known people to do, and like that's a problem. Like trying to keep that cover designer because you want to make sure that they don't book up, so that you, you know, always get your slot. Like you're then denying somebody else business, and that's yeah, you you should be like lifting up,
2: like thank you for your service. Here, I want to advertise for you. You know, you you scratch my back, let me scratch your back. I mean.
1: So 2023 yeah. should be about uplifting others, adaptability.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> and diversification you of your income streams. And I yes. think uh, I think that's a that's a good direction to go in. Uh obviously, you guys are utilizing yonder mm-hmm. uh to diversify your income stream. Um, I'm kind of planning on taking a little bit of a different approach. I'm going to be focusing more on direct sales. Nice. And uh, diversifying my income by increasing my wide presence, which I have been wide since the beginning, um, but I haven't really focused on promoting wide too much. Um, so this year, I, that's those are my two goals: is direct sales and uh, diverse in increasing my wide presence. Well, you also
2: have Patreon too, right? So you 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 have some diversify diversification uh, that way as well. And I know a lot of people are you know, I... <laughs> using like Bella and stuff like that to kind of mm-hmm. try different platforms. I mean, we've got to, right? Yeah. We can't just rely yeah. right, on one income source. We've got to right. keep going. And I know, speaking of
0: Patreon, I know I'm I, uh, one of the author groups. Um, this might be a really good thing to, to kind of discuss here because uh, I know Tina and I have Patreon. Marianne and Danielle do not. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my author groups recently, somebody came uh, posted a question about Patreon and how uh, they were they were perturbed because perturbed, uh, <laughs> perturbed like um, the word <laughs> that um, people were, you know, authors were kind of, you know, more authors were, you know, u- using Patreon and setting up Patreon accounts. And um, one of the things that I know and I know Tina does something similar is you know we are the two of us when our patreon accounts we offer things in our patreon accounts that we don't offer anywhere else mm-hmm. and so if I you are a if you're a patron. right which is the point of the patreon but the thing is is that if you're if you know if you don't want to become a patron to get the extra stuff nothing changes for you right what you were getting before is the same thing you're getting from me it's the same thing you were getting from tina before. It's not like we've taken anything away. Mm-hmm. This is just extra stuff that yeah. we're willing to put a little more effort in to put on Patreon for for people who are willing to pay us for it.
1: Yeah. Right. And for and, Patreon, you have to think of it at like you're catering to your super fans, right? So yeah. your, your, you're your regular clickers, readers... Right? Yeah, your regular readers are your regular readers, but if there's people who are super fans, you want to give them extra. Like I sent Christmas gifts to my my patrons this year, which for some tiers was uh, a book and some art prints and a signed card from me, handwritten, and then for the other tiers it was art prints and a card. Um but you want to like make sure that you are have a place to cater to those super fans and Patreon is a great way to do it because if they're your super fans and they're financially able to they can pay extra to get more access to you and to get that exclusivity it's it's worth it and it makes sense for for that population of readers yep
0: right so it's just it's kind of feeling things out but i know that that's been a like kind of a a bone of contention for for some people but um you know again it's kind of the same it's it's along the same lines as what we've talked about Uh, Marianne and I talked about in a recent podcast with the AI narration, Mm. you know, I mean, yeah, it's not, there are going to be people who are dead set against it, you know, that are like, no, no, no. But the question is, we do like, I know I have some, you know, readers that are visually impaired. So do they not get to listen to my stories because I can't afford to have a full blown narration? You know, it, it, AI does offer a an alternative to
1: that. Yeah, there's um, a there's a lot in the AI world right now. It's a big question. I think mm-hmm. the biggest issue for me with AI in general is just it has to be ethically sourced, right? Right. Like, yep. like we put out a policy with City Al that we will not use AI generated art unless the data set can prove that it is only mining from public works or that they have author permission to uh artist permission to do so right. i think that's right. really important right because we Sherry and I discussed that yeah yeah that yeah. Uh, you know yeah. ip is is in place and that we're not stealing from artists um whether or authors or you know any creative types mm-hmm. um and listen ai narration is is not human narration like they're not equivalent mm-hmm. the same thing with ai art and and right books and etc they're not going to be the human equivalent no matter how sophisticated they get there's always an element of human creation that it it just can't replicate so i don't think it's going to replace it i think as long as it's being Mm -hmm. ethically sourced then it's a it's a good alternative but again there's a lot to go into that
0: right but ai narration is another area to potentially diversify into
1: So much Um, area, so many ways.
0: Right. And the thing is, is the thing with AR narration is that it applies, it can apply across the board because even if you're in KU, KU is only eBooks. It doesn't apply to audio narration. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, even if you're in KU and you want to explore that area of potential diversification for your books you can do that
1: yeah the Um, only other thing i would say as a cautionary tale for ai narration is if you ever plan to sell your audiobook rights to an audiobook publisher do not have an ai narrator on any of your books because Essentially, you've already given away first rights by producing an AI narrated book, and they're not going to want to produce it. If you're going to self-produce at some point with a human narrator, then that's perfectly fine. Or if you have no plans to ever sell your audiobook rights to an audiobook publisher, then also completely fine. But if that is a goal, then just be aware that that's going to make it pretty much impossible to do. Right.
3: Right.
0: Curious. If your long-term goals. Yeah. 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 Go ahead.
3: If you, because Sherry asked me that question in a, in our podcast, whether or not I would mm-hmm. consider AI, and I said it would have to, it would determine the um, the level of technology and how mm-hmm. and how sophisticated it was. If they, if it could at least get the inflection correct, you know, in ter- in terms of like if it's a question mark, at the, you know, at the end of a sentence. Um, the other, you know, the other thing was I had said that I would probably record it myself before i would opt for ai you were saying that that would if you do that if you if you record yourself uh and then decide you want to put it up on audible or what Mm -hmm. have you
1: do,
3: do they frown on that as well
1: so if you want to sell your audiobook rights to an audiobook publisher that's what. That's the only way it would be frowned upon. If you are, if you've already produced an audiobook, then why is the publisher going to buy it from you? It's like think about first rights in general for anything, whether it's ebook, exactly. print, etc. Essentially, you have um, executed on your first rights in audio, so that's what you want to think about. But that's an that's a great way too. If you have the the time and the space and and the um, equipment to be able to produce a, a solid audio book yourself by reading it that's another direction for diversification you can look at
3: yes yeah the question is time and whether or not you
1: can because i had knowledge creating the quiet room like danielle hours
2: and hours of work
1: you have theater background that's the kind Yeah, that's what i was thinking
2: (laughs) i've had several people tell me i need to narrate books but that that's a lot of time there's a I've, i've researched it it's it's a whole thing that i just don't have the time to invest maybe when mm-hmm. you're maybe when your kids are right. all out I of can the create house. a sound studio out of one yes. of their rooms exactly a lot of people's closet. closets
3: the <laughs> renee heber she is got a, a drama background like you do and um she does all the languages you know the the, the accents and so wow. forth as part of her theatrical training And she writes gothic, um, gothic, uh, like PG romance, you know, it's not even it's not even romance. It's like gothic kind of cozy mystery ish thriller type stuff. And she's got a very niche market, but her books are amazing. But she's doing it for Scribed. They have asked her to record, you know, and and not just not just her own books, but other but other people's books, too, because of how her background and she's getting paid for it, aside from writing her writing her own stuff. So that's. That's, that's another that's thing that maybe that's a you great
0: could... way to diversify yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, so. yeah but danielle would definitely that would that would kind of be upper alley i could yeah. probably do it but again i'm kind of in the same boat where am i doing it and you know how much time am i finding but to do it, it. Fit into an already very busy <laughs> right. you, you know yeah. yeah and the thing is i'd <laughs> yeah, rather no. spend that time writing a new book
2: mm-hmm. right yeah yeah i'm just afraid so, of all of
3: all of mine would come out sounding like the female version of Joey from Friends. You yeah. know how you doing? You know that's,
2: that's
3: my, my Brooklynese
1: exactly. My Brooklynese <laughs> could never. <laughs> but it, but again, it's another oh, great way to diversify. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as a creative type, if that's yeah. something that's in your wheelhouse and that you have the time, energy, and resources to allocate to, then yeah, why not?
2: I'm curious, ladies, what are your, what are your, I mean, to maybe sort of wrap up our podcast discussion, what are your, what are your personal sort of goals for, for the 2023? Like, what are, what are some things that you want to make sure you, you try to do this year that maybe you didn't get to last year? Hmm. I, I actually, I actually accomplished what I
0: wanted to. And in 2022, I wanted to publish two books nice and i did i published two books in my nice. which is which is a
2: bit win. which is a big leap for you because oh yes. yeah so i'm i'm super impressed huge. that you were able to do that
0: huge huge it, it was it, it it the last one the second one was a huge push but i did it I, I i had to push off the uh release date by a month but i it came together in the end so we we got it done Um, but in, uh, in 2023, I, my goal is to do three novellas and a novel. Nice. So I'm hoping it's going to be a big ask because it's essentially going to be two and a half books Mm -hmm. worth of words. Um, so we will see how that goes, but, um, but yeah, I have started, uh, working on the first novella. So we will see how, um how it develops and plays out but that is the goal at this point and then of course like i said diversifying yeah. um growing my patreon um doing direct sales that kind of thing um that's that's kind of where i'm headed what about you tina
1: um so city al is actually at the ends of our well, I should say we we have a business plan in place. We used to do five-year business plans. Now we do three-year business plans just because they are constantly uh, <laughs> needing to be changing. Changed. Yeah. I bet. So ours goes to the end of 2023, but because we had such an accelerated growth year in 2022, we're going to redo our business plan early. Um, and that mm-hmm. includes things like yeah. possibly doing, we did Awesome Con last year which is a oh, lovely com, but we may be doing New York Comic-Con this year, which is about t- 10 to 20 sizes at- bigger than that. Um, so I running a running a booth there is one of our big things. I uh, want to
3: come, I want to come, I want to
1: come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're back to, you know, traveling is-, is opening again. So we have to determine which events we're going to. Then on the personal author side, I'd like to get um, the Yonder book will be completed. I'd love to get four more sci-fi novels out maybe it will only be three I'm kind of you know uh <laughs> undecided about that it depends how much goes on with the business and then it's a, just you know increasing our partnerships and opportunities for our authors so I'm very very much between the you know author life and publisher life but but personally it's getting more books into audio, getting more foreign deals, hopefully a film TV deal for. At least one of our authors this year. We keep working towards that. Our partners work really hard on that. So yeah, it should, should be an exciting year. So I'm excited. How about you, Marianne? What are you doing for 2023?
3: Well, 2020 2022, I had said back because I was listening to our podcast last year for this what what, what my goal was, um, and I had said six books. Wow. I only got to half. I I published three this past year um so it's better than none mm-hmm. but it could have been more so my my goal is to do six like i nice. you know that i wasn't you know so to try and pick up where i left off and and uh and do six starting with the buffet that needs to be finished and, and and to the great great beyond of yonder, <laughs> <laughs> yonder. By, by, by the end by the end of january i guess or whatever it is we said I that was so, going yeah. to be and uh, and then after that, then uh, five more in my plan, and those are um, cozy mystery. And uh, people have wanted another another book in my um, my paranormal women's fiction. I I didn't really think that I was going to have a lot of people have you know love it so much, but I've gotten great feedback. Not too many reviews, but in terms of the people who bought it at different um in person venues you know the, the the conventions that i had gone to um i sold a lot of them much much more mm-hmm. than i've ever sold in in the ebook and the response i've been getting is oh great there's going to be another one there's going to be another one i said i never said there was going to be another one i have been saying it and they're like no 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 so i may have to come up with some, with a with another one for that and then continue doing my research for the historic fiction and uh trying to decide how, how you know how and when i that may end up being pushed to 2024 but um i think it's i think this is going to be i don't want to take on too much i don't want to tempt fates you know what i mean but i but i think if i keep myself to the six that i said and then work on branding work on sales work on diversification and maybe try and getting myself out of KU and into wide in some, uh, you know, for certain things, then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that'll be a good thing. So. Awesome. All right, hey, Daniel, Daniel you? you're up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
2: my goal, I think last year was to to write, well, to release four books, which I did. I got, I got the four releases out um, and to, to write my first ever series. I've done a lot of trilogies, but never like gone and done a series. So I wanted to try my hand at that. So the, the the series will finish out in 2023. So I will have had a complete series. So that's Yay. great. I'm working on another series, couple other series. So I'm I'm starting to get my feet wet in the series area for 2023. I want to continue to try to push that four book one one book per quarter sort of uh, release schedule. I'm going to see if I can keep up with that. Um, I'm I'm going to uh, attempt to understand ads better
3: <laughs> you and me both <laughs>
2: I've, You and me I've, both. <laughs> I've, I've never been very good at it but but next year 2023 this is this is my year to figure out ads a little bit better so that i'm not flailing around so much and i'm going to be hopefully working with an accountability partner that somebody Yay! i met at a local signing um, who happens to know how to do facebook ads a little bit but who needs a little help with her planning process like Nice situation. And we got to chatting. And so we're just going to start an accountability. So like, what what are my goals for today? Did I get them done? Did I fail? Like, you know, just kind of like lift each other up on a daily basis and, you know, kind of cheerlead each other on and, and see if that helps motivate. Cause you know, working a full-time day job as well. And, you know, having a, a an autoimmune illness, some days it's hard to, you know, yeah. make sure that you're getting the things done that you need to do. Um, so I, I'm hoping that, that, that will be the, 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 little push to, to make sure that I stay on, on target and still do all the things that I want to do. Yeah. Awesome.
3: Right. I want to, I want to throw something out there that I would like sure. to put as a, just out in the ether in terms mm-hmm. of goal for the four of us is that we do a convention together
1: Oh, that we're signing fun.
3: together. I think that that would be a lot of fun. The four if of us in all... the same room at the same time. Yes. Yes. Wow. But, but, with, but trying to set, you know, because we all seem to do really, really well when we interface with readers one-on-one. I mean, look at Sherry. This is just that she just had. Yay. You know, for for you, for the, for the sales. I mean, I do really well. Tina does really well. Danielle, you do really well. I mean, this is, seems to be a, something that we're all equally good at. And I think we should kind of join forces and and do a convention together. I don't know which one. We'll have to find a place where we can kind of, you know, it's equidistant for all of us to get to and some place where it's not going to break the bank. But um, I think we should probably put that, you know, put a pin in that as possibility, if not for 2023, then 2024. Yeah. Either um, that or
0: I, I can just, when I'm out on the East coast, cause I have family out there, remember, well, um, yeah. and then, you know, Danielle could take the train down and Marianne can either take the train or drive down and, uh, you know, meet somewhere in the, yeah. maybe in the uh, Philadelphia or, um, Allentown or Jersey or Staten Island or Very somewhere fun. in that general vicinity. So yeah. that's, since yeah. that's the, uh, That's the area that most of you are a little closer into. True, True. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we'll wrap things up. I hope everybody enjoyed this. This was so much fun. We don't, we only do it once a year when we have all of us together. So it's so much fun to do that and kind of just chit chat um which we do on a regular basis with just privately but we, we don't do. typically do it as we, we don't are. record them we don't record <laughs> no. them so you're getting we need no evidence trop- of
2: those conversations <laughs> i was just gonna say that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say some of those conversations you do not want to even stop in but uh but anyway, I hope uh, I hope you enjoy listening to us chat about uh, kind of the past and the future um, of writing and our uh, our writing goals. And uh, until next time, have a great week of writing. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bound By Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.